0: Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Recasted, the podcast that would duel you with pistols to prove that we are great if dueling was still allowed. I would use swords. I would too. Uh, With us is the man wanting to be a lord, Mr. Hassa. Yes, that's me. And as always, I am the Chevalier du Langley, Chris. (laughs) Which I had to look up what a Chevalier was. Hmm. That's why you have that fake mole on your face today. (laughs) Yes. We continue our long and arduous path of movies to cuddle up to your significant other, or just really long movies. So, please get comfy as we prepare to journey through the path of love, lust, war, parties, paintings, pistols, switches, candles, and everything else Kubrick wanted to put into this movie, as we recast Barry Lyndon. Go. I don't know
1: how to feel about this movie.
0: This was... A painting. In terms of how it was shot. Mm -hmm. But very unnecessary movie. This movie was one of the most beautifully shot,
1: beautifully lit pieces of film that I've ever watched in my life. But
0: poorly acted.
1: Oh my god, Ryan O'Neill is just terrible.
0: (laughs) It was just... Like, I
1: do not know why. Ryan O'Neill. Oh, played Barry Lyndon.
0: So in the IMDb trivia it says that I guess in order for him to Kubrick to make this film he needed to use somebody that was in one of the top 10 actors of that previous year or something like oh, that. Really? And so apparently Ryan or what is it Brian? Ryan O'Neal. Ryan O'Neal was one of those actors but it was because not of the his acting it was because of the film he was in. Something like that. It was just
1: weird. I did not know that. I'll I'll see if I can find it. Because, uh, yeah, this movie was Yeah, I don't know. I just again like as I said, I I am a fan of the Kubrick movies I've seen, mm-hmm. but not for their story or anything like that. I think he is a remarkably Talented filmmaker But I think he has a hard time with story And I think he's a little too obtuse Sometimes
0: Yes alright sorry Warner Brothers would only finance this movie on the condition That Stanley Kubrick cast a top 10 Box office star Ryan O'Neill was number 2 box office star Of 1973 Topped only by Clint Eastwood But The reason he was Clint Eastwood do this movie Says this was his only time in the top 10 As an exhibitor who voted the list Attributed the success of Love Story Or the one that O'Neill was in To his co-star That was why he was in this movie Okay This um, terribly long movie I, I'm, I will say this I have not seen a lot of Kubrick films The Shining of course Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure almost everyone's seen The Shining I've seen part I you know what I probably have seen All of 2001 Space Odyssey I've never seen that movie. I've seen, yeah, most so, of
1: it. I've seen this one now. I've seen The Shining, Clockwork Orange, and Lolita.
0: Nope, I haven't seen that.
1: I don't know. Let's look up. God, I'm going to look yeah. up Kubrick. Um, yeah, and the thing is the same thing. Like, I really, really liked The Shining. Mm-hmm. But there was things about it that were just so weird in it, but it wasn't his part of it. Do you know what I mean? No, I know. Oh, I've also seen Eyes Wide Shut. That movie was not good.
0: I do want to watch Dr. Strangelove.
1: I would love to watch Dr. Strangelove.
0: But no, I have not seen any of his other films. Nor have I seen Full Metal Jacket.
1: Oh, I've seen that too. God, I've got to look through this list. Um, <laughs> okay, so I've seen Eyes Wide Shut, Full Metal Jacket, The Shining,
0: Barry Linen, Clockwork Orange... Uh, Lolita, and that's it. Can we... Hold on. Weird question. Can we count AI?
1: No. No? Two reasons. One, it's not on the Zion DB page, and he did not start directing it. It was only his vision and his script. Steven Spielberg was the only director on that movie. Okay. Yeah.
0: Which was an okay... K movie. It definitely I had, didn't like the ending.
1: It definitely went way too Spielberg.
0: Yes. I would have <laughs> loved to have seen Kubrick's. I would have loved to
1: have seen Kubrick's version of the um robot junkyard scene. Oh yeah. Cause that would have been unbelievably cool because he would have made it in the early two thousands, so it wouldn't have had special effects as much. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, again, back to just Kubrick stuff. Mm -hmm. Again, I I don't know about him. Like, I do think he's one of the
0: most talented directors we've ever had. But all I can really remember about him is that, like, he is very, I almost want to say he's very visual. Like, he needs things to be exactly how he sees it. Oh, yeah, 100%. And that's why, like, he's known for his numerous takes. Mm -hmm.
1: And And his brutality about it,
0: too. Yeah. Like
1: back to the shining, like he just terrorized Charlie Duvall mm-hmm. like to the point where she does not do movies anymore because of that, right so yeah I, yeah. I would never say I love his movies. I'm a huge studently no, ca- studently student Stanley Kubrick fan, but I definitely think he is uh just amazing artist. I think he knows how to move a camera lens and knows how to create emotion through a lens mm-hmm. I know it sounds really weird and very hoity-toity yeah but i know i think he does like a lot of the shots like when when the lady lyndon first sees barry cheating mm-hmm. and it kind of zooms in on her face but really slowly and you could see the anguish on her face and yeah then you can see the sh- kind of the not shame but like what do you expect on yeah. his face like I thought that was really well done and I don't think it was because of the actors I think it was because of no, the directing. I
0: would not say this movie this movie is not helped by its actors. It's like you said it's beautiful to watch and like you you see the way he sets up these scenes and uh Okay, sorry right. about
1: that. Had a little bit of a break. Uh, Small break. We were talking
0: about how the actors weren't helping this film. Yeah. Like this was also, did did Lady Lyndon say anything? So I think it's it's in IMDb. I think it's like twelve minutes or like twenty minutes after you see her, does she actually speak a line? But I think she speaks like a couple of lines, and then has her oh, is meltdown. It, is it in that scene where she tries to poison herself?
1: No, oh, she definitely yells in that scene. But no, I'm I'm talking about the scene before the young boy dies. When the asshole older boy mm-hmm. comes into the Lord piano recital, Bullington Lord Bullington comes into the piano recital with the brat.
0: But does she even say anything? I think yet? she says you dishonor. Oh, she says yeah. something to him, and then he leaves, and then Barry freaks out on him. Yeah,
1: yeah. But anyway, I. God, I, I know there's definitely a um, a method to Stanley Kubrick's madness, mm-hmm. and there's definitely a signature. Like if you showed me movies of his, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's Stanley Kubrick's, at least his later years, the ones I've seen anyway. Um,
0: Can we also talk about the fact that this is the second movie we've had an intermission in?
1: What was the first one? Uh,
0: The, oh, why can I not get this? Not, not Breakfast at Tiffany's. Was it Breakfast at Tiffany's? No. Uh, My Fair Lady. My Fair Lady. Same actress. You're right. We did.
1: Yeah. Yes, that's true.
0: Sorry, uh, yeah, I cannot... Why can't I think of her name? Audrey Hepburn. Thank you. Wow. Yes, My Fair Lady was the first one we did that had an intermission. Did you find the intermission a little weird, though, because the narrator just got cut
1: off? Um, I didn't notice that, but I thought it was a good place in the movie because it kind of, like, split his life. Well,
0: yeah, because it right? makes, like, the Act 1, How yeah. Barry Arises, Act 2, How He Falls, Yeah. Epilogue. We don't know what happens to Barry. Okay, then. He
1: moves to the continents, and we have no idea how to track him from there. Yes. (sighs) I don't know. This was... This was such a weird film. Like, it just tracks this man's life, and like... Yeah, but it tracks this man's life who's not a good man. Oh, he's a terrible, terrible man. But like... Like, he runs away from the war twice.
0: Yes. Like... It's the
1: Franco-Prussian War,
0: right? Yeah, because well, he, he gets seven years war is yeah. where he starts. And then he gets enlisted in the Prussian army.
1: <laughs> yes, he gets abducted. Let's yes. face it. It's either that or death. Yeah. So.
0: But I mean, the first one I was like, OK, I kind of agree because he's like, well, it's brutality of war. And, you know, he wasn't really it wasn't the glory that they were offering. But then, yeah, he just constantly becomes a dick.
1: Yeah. Like he's, he's a really bad person from the very beginning.
0: Mm-hmm. Like. Well, that whole thing with Nora. Yeah. where's he's like, no, I'm in love with Nora. My cousin. My cousin, Nora. Yes. Well, that's probably a little. Well, she was,
1: she was definitely asking for it. I'm sorry. She hid that ribbon in her bosom. She wanted him to look for it. I'm not
0: denying that. Like there was that infatuation there, but. I did that... like how
1: they got rid of him, though.
0: I, I immediately expected that. I haven't seen this movie. And I'm like, oh, you know what? They're probably just like, we need to get rid of him. Because the moment they're like, go oh, to Dublin.
1: $1,500 a year. Like, back then, like, that's a yeah. lot of money. But like... they're
0: like, oh, go to Dublin and just forget about all this. He's like, no, no. And then he kills him. Yeah. And he's like, you need to escape. Try Dublin. So, so you're he's like,
1: he shot him with Toe. What is that?
0: It's, is that like Pete? kind of it's just like almost i want to say it's almost like a rubber okay like it it basically something that would have just like dissipated hurt. and yeah. hurt like it would have knocked him out
1: because that's what i said he was knocked out yeah
0: yeah but then yeah but so then i was like there's no blood anywhere Where?
1: well yeah but there wasn't really blood in the movie
0: no right so but i do like i do like the dueling That they did, because they did it a bunch of times, and that kind of was like the framework, right? Because his father got shot in a duel.
1: I love that. He would have been a very good lawman Um, if he hadn't have died.
0: In a a (laughs) duel, yeah. Okay. (laughs) And then yes.
1: Parts of this movie were darkly funny. They were. There were some
0: dark comedy to it.
1: The way these people talk to each other, like the high Mm -hmm. high society people, they are such assholes.
0: I like when he meets I think it's the king. And he's like, and this is Mr. Linden. And he's like, oh, he rallied up a bunch of troops for us to fight in the New World. Yeah. It's like, well, rally up some more and join them. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> or like, like it was just a weird. yeah. But yes. Yeah. I want to talk, because we talked a little bit about last week when we were doing the Civil War. Mm-hmm. It just, I mean, I understand why they have it that way, but... It just blows my mind when you look at these movies and the way they fought wars back then, which was stand in a line and shoot at each other. How did
1: you feel about the duel at the end of the movie between him and his son? <laughs> Lord Bollington? Yeah, where they didn't even get to shoot at each other at the same time.
0: Yeah, that was weird.
1: Like, <laughs> like Lord, Lord Bollington gets... shoots first, and then, Mary, you can shoot. Yeah. It's like, well, Lord Bollington... A little cocked off, a little early. (laughs) Um, So, Barry, you're good to shoot him now. So, Barry, for the one time in
0: his life, played the good guy and didn't shoot his stepson. And I I did like the way that played out. Although I was expecting him to shoot his, like, the stepson. Because I was like, this is everything he had. This is, like, if he kills Bullington here, it's in a duel. I don't. I still think his wife would probably try and disown him. His wife would, and he I don't know if he would go to jail, though, because they talk no, about that. No, it's a duel. But it's a duel, but then they talked about that in the first duel, but yes, that was because he killed a British officer. He killed a British officer. In Ireland. In Ireland. Yeah. So, in this case, it's like, yes. And you're watching him, and you're like, oh, just shoot him. And then he shoots in the ground, and you're like, oh, okay. Uh, I'm sorry.
1: I would have shot that sniveling weasel. Oh, I totally would Both have. the kids in this movie... Are
0: asshats? Oh yeah, they're terrible kids.
1: Oh my god, I love my child, but if she acted like that, she would be out of the house. No, I'm joking. <laughs>
0: but like these kids were brats.
1: Like, Whoa, yes. Wow.
0: Um, his son who gets tossed from the horse. Yeah, his son is just a spoiled. Oh yeah, child. Spoiled, spoiled kid. Bullington though, like
1: Bullington is just—he's such. Like, I think that whole duel scene is, is perfect for his character where he, like, yeah, yeah. where he has the chance to shoot his, like, get, he's about to get shot. He yeah. thinks he is anyway. And he throws up. Yeah. Like, cause he's he's just a boy. Yeah. Like, he, he has never seen, the... he's never seen war. Like, oh. Barry has been in two really bad wars. Yeah.
0: He like, literally saw one guy die in his arms.
1: Yeah. Well, his best, one of his best friends. Yeah. His second in the first duel.
0: Right. And then he pulled the one guy, the captain. Uh, Postorf. Yes. Out of the building and mm-hmm. saves his life. But, like, I like that because you look at the other gentlemen and they're all like, oh, this, this child is mm-hmm. not man enough.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, I just... And like, but all... then I love that...
0: Sorry, I was going to no, say. Okay. I love the fact that Barry fires off his shot into the ground and it's like, are you satisfied... And that, like, you almost think those gentlemen were like, oh, okay. You know this, what? This is it. He he could have totally killed this kid. Decided not to. Yeah. So are you satisfied that you have been, you've gotten whatever yeah. back? Your satisfaction? I don't mm-hmm. actually remember you what is. You've been satisfied. Is. Your your, honor, your, your honor, honor is satisfied. Yeah. And he's like, no, I haven't. And you, I almost thought like they, they almost looked like, you're an asshole, kid. Oh, <laughs> well, like, yeah. They definitely did. This guy that's been in the war had a clean shot at you and decided not to had a clean shot could have shot you easily because his hand wasn't as shaky Mm -hmm. can can i and then he shot him in the leg
1: can i um, complain about something
0: you can complain about a lot of things
1: so this movie the costumes the sets immaculate yes i think this movie looked beautiful i think everything like that Mm -hmm. i really hate it I really hate it when people hold muskets barrel down. The ball would just fall right out of that gun. Like, they're not in there. Like,
0: they're not jammed. You, ha- in. you
1: have to hold them up or they just fall out. Like, like, they're not in there that tight. Like, yeah, you could probably put it down for a little bit, but the moment you jiggled it or shook mm-hmm. it or something like that, the balls is rolling right out. It's only held in there by cloth and friction. Like, yeah. Like, it, oh, and like, Every time they did a duel, it was just they were holding it down at their waist, pointing down. Like no, you pointed it up. They're supposed yeah. to
0: point it up and then bring it to eye. Our... And it's not just this movie. Every every no, time no. I see
1: stuff like that, like it's always wrong. So, but like, yeah, that I don't know. Like, like the more we talk about this, is like, did I like this movie? Did I did I enjoy watching this three and a half hour? snooze fest of a film just because of how they did the emotions and how they did the storytelling and how they did
0: the sets and but like um, it's almost like is it a is it a, is it a good movie because we're talking about it and going barry was just a terrible person yeah but then you're watching it and you're like yeah he is a terrible person but you're almost like you get to that point and like we said that was a point of redemption to some degree.
1: Yeah, I think that's his only redemption.
0: Redemption. But then, ultimately, it comes back and bites him in the ass.
1: Bites him in the leg.
0: Ha ha. But then it's like, yeah, that's a redeeming feature. But then you look back and you go, he's wasted this entire family's fortune and destroyed.
1: He is, well, what do they keep keep saying? They have. He has destroyed a tidy fortune, <laughs> or something like that. They keep. Yeah. They say it multiple times. Like they've hurt my hurt hurt lady uh, Lyndon, and you know destroyed her fortune. <laughs> yes. It's like you know what you care but about. He, don't he, be like that.
0: And <laughs> it's like you will get five hundred guineas a year, a yeah. year for never returning. And then that's what he goes and does, right? Yeah. And you're like,
1: well, I don't know what a guinea is. I think it's a gold coin. I'm sure it is, just from the look of like when he gets robbed by the highwaymen. Yeah. Um. But still, like, I would think that's
0: a lot. I would think. Oh, you think somebody that has nothing, right? Yeah. The whole, the whole point in that kind of this isn't the John Wick universe
1: where a gold coin buys you a hotel room, but also a drink. (laughs)
0: Like it's information. (laughs) Ah, John Wick. Um. like, yeah, because there's that whole thing where it's like his mom's like, you need to become a lord. Yeah. Well, his mom was like, you need to figure this out because she
1: goes, you ain't getting any money. Lord Bullington gets all this stuff. Like, figure something out.
0: Which made it seem like his mom was like, you need to kill him.
1: Oh, that's exactly what she was saying.
0: Yes. (laughs) It's like, go, go. He had a horse accident. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, it was (sighs) Ah. This movie was just... I know. It's hard to say. Because you're like, mm-hmm. was this a good movie? Or... I'll be honest, I'll never watch it again. I don't think so either. I just... It's three and a half hours and it does move kind of... Okay, so does this fall
1: in the same kind of category as like Rashomon?
0: Yeah, I could see that. Because
1: like, I'm probably never going to watch Rashomon again. It was a beautiful film that was incredibly... Hmm. Well, at least that one was incredibly well acted. I don't think Ryan O'Neill did a good job of acting in this movie. No. Um, but... Yeah, just it's one of those movies that's just it's such an art piece. Mm-hmm. Like not only because he based most of his scenes off actual paintings, yeah. and you can tell that, but like the the candlelight being mm-hmm. like the major source of light. Like we just read about this lens that NASA developed that they used for the film. Yeah,
0: it was being developed for NASA for. <laughs> something like taking photos in space yeah, because right. it's because low light, right? Low light. And they literally used it for this film. Yeah. To And they had special candles made that would be bright enough mm-hmm. to light these areas.
1: Yeah, it's just like... All of that is just crazy. And the fact that he was... Kubrick was writer, director, and producer on this. Like, he did everything. Mm-hmm. Like, this was obviously some sort of passion project. Oh, so.
0: well, I think it's Kubrick, right? Like, he puts himself into these movies and just
1: anyway Ah,
0: let's get into it
1: how are we changing this film
0: okay same as last week it's not going to be three hours but the thing is what would you cut out i would shorten a bunch of his life scenes (laughs) his life was pretty short (laughs) yeah but you have a narrator so you could kind of maybe like that opening bit with nora because there was a lot to do there that I feel like wouldn't be as necessary.
1: Yeah, like the whole scene where he she seduces him. Yeah. That wasn't, wasn't necessary. Just have, like, they were or, co- close companions who were obviously in love. Or blah, that's blah, blah.
0: a minute-long scene yeah. instead of the five minutes of...
1: No, I can't find it. Oh, no. You must find it. You're I can't tr- find it.
0: I can't find it. <laughs> Let me help you. Oh. <laughs> um,
1: Where is this going, Stanley?
0: You have a history of doing weird stuff in your movies. <laughs> okay good you didn't go that far no (laughs) but there there are certain ones that you could cut out like or you make it a little shorter or you make it a little more adventurous or whatnot like Mm. even like the highwayman scene where he gets robbed but up to like where he's at the pub pub tavern whatever asks for the water Mm -hmm. on his horse and they're like oh have a drink with us and it's like no no drink my water Away I go. That could be cut out for me.
1: Hmm. See, I would leave all that stuff in. I think I would kind of keep the same length. But I would use this movie as... Template? A, a cameo fest. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that's Tom Hanks. Like, you know, you have, you have all these people drop in because they're fans of Kubrick and that they want to be a part of this remake. Like
0: there's Spielberg
1: in the background. Yeah. Hey! He's wearing his baseball cap <laughs> what' his the, the vest he always wears he's yeah. got the lens around his neck. I helped film one of his other movies. The <laughs> <laughs> security comes and grounds him <laughs> yeah I, I mean I think I think this movie is such an actor like like last week I think this movie is such an actor's actor movie like like I... you have to be able to have that emotion in your face mm-hmm. and in the few words that they do
0: say. See, I would go almost opposite. This would be a visual movie. Hmm. This would be go back. This would be the avatar. Not the Avatar. <laughs> the Avatar. So Like this would be like Cameron's. This would be a Cameron's movie almost. Where it would be so visually spectacular. They're all just Navi. Oh yeah. <laughs> we'll just yeah, we're gonna redo it.
1: Yeah, that's that, very that, that could totally be go go that way because you could totally blow out all the colors, and instead that's of going,
0: like, I'd almost want hyper instead of yeah instead saturation. of going
1: realistic, go hyper real with the colors and the
0: the sets and yeah. like, like somebody sweeping outside apparently I think. yeah. But like yeah, this is where I go. It's more of what you're visually seeing because that's what a lot of it looked like and. There isn't. There is dialogue, but there doesn't need to be that much.
1: No, but I, th- I think that's where you need to have these really talented actors because mm. they're not saying a lot. They have to. Fo- they have to put this emotion out on their face, mm-hmm. and I don't think Ryan O'Neill was talented enough to do that, yeah. right? Especially with the Irish accent. Let's just face it; that thing disappeared half the time.
0: But I'd almost see the way I almost went with this is I almost went silent movie style, mm. like almost that level of removing dialogue and just having this as a visual piece but i think that wouldn't be successful in today so we'll keep the dialogue in
1: okay it's won four oscars apparently i think costume design was one of them
0: um, certain costume design i'm gonna go with sima, sima, um, oh. cin- cinematography for there john
1: alcott <laughs> Uh, Best Art Direction for Ken Adams, Roy Walker, and Vernon Dixon. Best Costume Design by Ulla Britschlund and uh, Melina Cantoro. And Best Music Scoring Original Song Score and or Adaption, Leon Rossiman. He was also nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Writing Screenplay Adapted for Other Material. I wonder
0: who beat him for Best Director on this year. Hmm,
1: I have no idea. Okay. What I, can't, year was I it? can't
0: find that out from IMDb. I'm gonna um, look this up. What?
1: Uh the nineteen seventy six um awards.
0: Okay. Well, I'm looking this up, you keep talking. So
1: this movie uh did come out in nineteen seventy five, December eighteenth. So this was a Christmas movie. Mm. Um weirdly enough.
0: A Christmas movie. Well, this is
1: the same year that Brad Dourif from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Hmm. Yeah. I found it, by the way, if you want me to just wait.
0: What? I Best Director?
1: It. No, I like. I found the... Had to had to look it up. Oh.
0: Best Director it was, uh, was Milos Forman, Forman from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yes. A movie we've already done. An international film was uh, Akira Kurosawa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, this was... Barry Lyndon won a bunch of stuff. But this was also the year Jaws came out. Best film editing. And Jack Nicholson won. Mm. Okay. Shall we get to our recasted cast? We shall get to our recasted list. Stop talking about the 1976 Oscars.
1: <laughs> Best picture went to One Flew with the Cuckoo's Nest, by the way.
0: Yes. Um, okay. Which I think was a better movie than this one.
1: I 100% agree with you. So, and um, yeah, it came out December eighteenth. Critics and audiences both love this movie. Ninety one percent for critics, ninety two percent for audiences. And I can see why. Mm-hmm. As I said we we've said multiple, multiple times, this is one of those movies that is
0: that we're struggling to figure out if it's a good movie or not. Yeah, so
1: visually stunning but so poorly Anyway. Speaking of actors, let's start at the bottom of the list with the narrator himself, um, played by Michael Horden. Who, for some reason, for the most of the movie, I thought was the Alfred from the Tim Burton... Oh, yeah. Um, Batman? B- Batman movies and the Joel Schumacher ones, but turned yeah. out not to be him. It sounded very much like him in my mm. head. Um, I was wrong.
0: I almost wanted to play this movie as kind of a spoof of it. And I was like, the narrator was just going to say stupid things about Barry Lyndon. But total- this could easily it, be changed into like a Monty Python-esque spoof. It, yeah, I was going to go that way and decided not to
1: should have would
0: have been fun i know next time maybe gone with the wind
1: (laughs) on season seven where we (laughs) do remakes of remakes and we do barry (laughs) lyndon again
0: why did i watch this movie again all right am i going first you going first (laughs) okay well you're drinking so you go first i will go first
1: um i picked anthony hopkins
0: Hmm, good choice um
1: i realized i have never picked anthony hopkins one of my favorite actors (laughs) For any of these movies, um, but it's because of his voice, yeah, he's got such a cool voice, and I think a, a lot of the comedy actually came from the narrator, yes, things like the what I said with like he'd be a good Laman if he didn't die in a duel, and um, you know, stuff like that. Like, I think a lot of it was very deadpan. I really enjoyed the part, like 45 minutes towards the end of the movie, where it's like, and that's why Barry would die alone and penniless. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's where we're going. <laughs> oh, how's um, this gonna happen? Yeah, um, yeah. I just really enjoyed the narrator, and I really enjoy Anthony Hopkins as a mm-hmm. performer. So,
0: especially when he's playing Tom Hiddleston.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> when he's playing Loki.
0: <laughs> anyway, who uh, did you have? I went with somebody I've never chosen before. I went with Jeffrey Rush. Nice. Yeah, he's got that. Voice. He, does. A, he does the king's speech the king speech he he was the teacher in the yeah. king's speech not the king himself no that was Firth. yes but then yes of course but he like, was all pirates
1: captain Barbosa
0: yes the great <laughs> captain Barbosa
1: <laughs> the one thing that everyone talks about Johnny Depp and
0: Jack Sparrow from those movies Captain Barbosa was awesome he was great like <laughs> and he changed like in all the movies yeah. he's always something different and <laughs> He but He two was two legs in the last yeah. one. <laughs> he was great in the first movie. Like, oh, yeah. As the, they all were. The yeah. first movie
1: was amazing. So. But no, Jeffrey Rush is, a f- Tom, very talented. So I think you do a good job of
0: being this narrator.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and it, 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 it has that same thing that Anthony Hopkins has, that dry British humor, yeah. where it's all deadpan. It's mm-hmm. like, I, I am disinclined to acquiesce to your request. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that means no. <laughs> yeah not quite rules more of guidelines <laughs> all right next
1: uh next is captain potsdorf potsdorf um played by hardy kruger the prussian uh, prussian the, the prussian who uh enlisted enlisted quote unquote him into the prussian army uh beat him with the gauntlet which was terrifying <laughs> and then they became friends and that's how he, he
0: saved his life yeah well and then he's like, meet my brother. The captain of, cousin. The, cousin Something, yeah. the captain ca- of the police. Yes. We'd like you to go undercover. Mm. So, I guess I'm up first this time. Yeah, I guess we could do it that way. Yeah. That's how we normally do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a while. Yes, it has. Um, for my captain, I went with Tobias Menzies. I don't think I know who that is. He plays Prince Philip in The Crown. And he played Edmer Tully in Game of Thrones. You'll have to remind me
1: who that is. I don't remember any of the names of the Game of Thrones characters. I am not a good fan of the series. I liked the series, don't get me wrong. I'm just Mm -hmm. not a good fan of it. I don't remember the people. Uh,
0: You might know him. He was in Casino Royale. Oh, Um, yes. I know um, that movie. And he was in Rome, the TV show. I missed Rome. Rome was good. Okay. You kind yeah. of remember who yes, he is. Yes, yes, yes. I do know. Anyways, I think he's got a bit of a older look to him, but one that's would fit in kind of just perfectly okay. for this role, so.
1: I went older. older. Um but I tried to go with Prussian, which is mm-hmm. kind of like a Germanic French Austrian type of thing. Yes. So I went with Christoph Waltz. Ah, Christoph Waltz. Because I kind of want my movie to be... Like, when he's in the Prussian army, I want him speaking mm-hmm. whatever
0: that language is.
1: I'm assuming German or Austrian.
0: Mm, Germanic of some yeah, sort. Yeah,
1: because I know they weren't French. No. So, yeah, I want him speaking those languages. I want...
0: Did you watch with subtitles at all, by the way? No, they're.
1: Wasn't any was there? There was a few lines of dialogue that were in French and stuff like that, but I
0: yeah, but there was I a have bunch.
1: enough conversational French in my life that yes, I know what they were saying. Okay, um, but yeah, I, I would like it if this kind of like how Inglorious Bastards had that whole chapter that was just in German. Yes, I loved, I loved that, and I thought I think movies like that are are awesome and ballsy because people mm-hmm. don't like like mainstream audiences don't like reading subtitles right now. So yeah. Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz. And he is such a charismatic. Oh, he's great. Right. And I, and I can see that being. Uh, people Although, see Potsdorf doing that. Too. Uh, so.
0: Yeah. Other than what? I was going to say other than. I, he was good in Alita. But again, we spoke about Alita last week too. Yeah. It just tried to do too much. It didn't really make a lot of sense. No. All right. Next. The Chevalier. Chevalier.
1: Chevalier. Thank you.
0: Chevalier du du
1: Dubadabari played by Patrick McGee I had to look up what a
0: Chevalier was was. I was gonna ask it's a knight somebody who's been knighted okay it's either it depends upon it was showing because it looked up because that's why I used it in my intro so Chevalier is considered as a knight so I'm guessing like a lord of some sort but then it also is where like cavalier comes from and like all the other things so that's what I found out about it at least that's what Google told me. So if it lied, write in and tell us we're not historian experts.
1: Uh, Prussia was historically prominent German state. Oh, so yeah, Germanic.
0: Yeah. All right. You're up first. Who's your chevalier? My chevalier. I just like saying the word chevalier.
1: That's fine. Um. I picked Sheen Bean. Ah, oh, Sheen Bean. Or Sean Bonn. He doesn't die, though. Or Sheen Bond. I think his name's Sheen Bond, right? Or is it Sean Bean? Sean Bean, that's it. <laughs> Were you actually serious there? I forgot for a second. Did I you say his name wrong are... every time. No, I know. Purpose. We all do. Yeah. but like I always good. call him Sheen Bean because his name's spelled the same. Sean Bond. Yeah. So. Sean, and Sean Bean. I think he is phenomenal. Yes, he doesn't die in this movie. But he does. We just don't see it. No. <laughs> he just disappears. Oh, well, yeah. But I kind of... I kind of wanted... I wanted a person who could play a secret Englishman. Mm. Right? So, I I thought he'd be good for it. He's also the kind of the right age and everything mm. like that. But I... Then, when I pick, picked him, I'm like... And then I pictured him in all that makeup with the fake moles. And it made me giggle. <laughs> and that was enough
0: for me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I give you that.
1: Because, like, the, the makeup and the wigs and the costumes and this... Are so over the top and so crazy because I mm-hmm. know they're real and it's just insane what these people wore <laughs> like
0: until the French re- Revolution
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Anyway. anyway Sean Bean Sean Bean Sean having Bean. a mole would yeah. be funny who do uh, you have I went very different on this I went very older oh wait 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 before you go yeah
1: what part is he playing
0: the Chevalier <laughs> Who played the chevalier by the way? I we said that already, Did Patrick you? McGee. I don't I didn't remember. Yeah. Too busy talking about chevalier. Yes, you were. For my chevalier. Um I went a little older. Not sure. Well, sheen beans no young Yeah, but chicken. this is probably older than Sean Bean. I went with uh, Mark Rylance. Okay. Who Bridge of Spies, BFG. Yeah. I was going to go with Holiday from
1: Oh yes, Ready Player One. Yes, yes. Or
0: Anorak, 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 Anorak. Anorak. I have it written down. I still can't say it right. Because I just—you can kind of picture him trying to play this. I want somebody that you'd look at and be like, "Yeah, he's kind of a con man." And when I looked at him, I'm like, you know what? He looks like he could totally play this. Like, see, that's why I'm—that's why I went with Sheen Bean. Yeah, because like. As other than
1: Ned, where he played this very upstanding good person, Mm -hmm. he has played criminals and bad people and, like, he's always this kind of, like, con man smarmy type of guy, right? So, So, but yes, Mark Rylance, he's a remarkably talented actor for not being in very much. No. At least not being in a lot of mainstream.
0: No, but he's a good actor. Yeah. Well, he won
1: um, Best Actor for his role in Bridge of Spies. Yeah. I remember that because I'm like... Who is Mark Rylands? <laughs> like, so
0: so yeah, that's my Chevalier. Yeah, sounds oh, good. We have to leave the
1: Chevalier behind. Yes, you can say it one more time, Chevalier. Okay, next we have Barry's mother, huh? who is just known as Barry's, Barry's mother. mother. <laughs> I swear they use her name though. <laughs> uh, IMDb says Barry's mother. I know. so but they also just say Barry Lyndon. They don't say Redmond Barry Lyndon. So yes, um, played by Marie. I'm going to go with Keen. Even though it's spelled, Sheen Bean, it's spelled the same way. It's K-E-A-N. So it should be Con. (laughs) Con. Marie Keene, I'm going to guess. I thought she was, I thought she did the good job for the small part of the movie Mm -hmm. she was in. But I think she had an important role because she was definitely, once she got there, she was very Lady Macbeth. Like, she wanted to rule everything. Yeah, she very much took over the house. When she gets rid of the reverend, she's like, no, well, I'm just like, more important than you. Go away. But like, I love the
0: fact that she's like, so you're a tutor. So now that we don't have any kids here, you're why? no longer needed. Yeah, why yes, do we... Yes, but I don't want to leave my lady. No, you need to leave. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but you're not really helping her. Yes. Maybe It's want? also
1: because... I don't know, but for me, smarming a little reverend dude, totally want to bang the milady
0: yes and it was also like <laughs> oh no they've kicked me out of the house i'm going to run to the little lord and yes and he help needed, him it was
1: it was a money thing too like yeah. obviously everyone was just everything was re- revolved around at least in the second act Status of the movie, and money revolved around taking lady lyndon's money mm-hmm. they didn't care about her at all no well, which they were like she needs to sign the, these yeah
0: and then she would just be like even her like son yeah lord Bullingdon at the no. end where he's like Oh yeah, sign this one. Sign, sign this this, this
1: this pension for your
0: ex-husband who we exiled. But it's still her husband. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm up Yes. Barry's mother. I wanted this is I wanted somebody that could play like the mother in the beginning. Like, you know, oh looking after Barry and then later play that like I wanna say conniving bitch, but that's kind of what she was. That's why I said Lady um, And I feel type really character. bad for putting this person in this role, but I'm going to do it anyways. I went with Mel Staunton, Professor Umbridge, and Harry Potter. That's pretty funny.
1: <laughs> I also picked a Harry Potter person. Did you? Yes. Oh, did you pick his aunt? I did. I almost picked I his, picked his Fiona, aunt. I picked Fiona Shaw. Yes. Okay, thank goodness. Because, like, okay, so I did this list over two days because I have a baby and I have mm-hmm. things to do in my life. Um,. <laughs> Um, so I had to stop and like so I was looking up a person to play the mom and then Mm -hmm. when I turned the computer back on yesterday to finish this off her first name was right there and I'm like she is
0: perfect (laughs) I almost went with her too yeah but but no Umbridge is Umbridge is just that she's and I love the actress she's a great actress and she I no, go ahead. I'll let you finish your thought uh, I was going to say, she's played like characters that are like super nice and all this, but everyone just remembers her and like her and Snape are like the perfectly cast people in Harry Potter. I think
1: Daniel Radcliffe did a great job as being Harry. He he was. Yeah. Anyway, I am not a huge fan of those. We know. I enjoyed the books. I'm not a huge fan of the movies. I think Umbridge is by far one of the best written villains that has ever been in a children's book
0: I love that Stephen King considers her one of the best villains She
1: is amazing Like yes. yeah I I don't like Lots of things I don't like about J.K. Rowling I don't like the way she produced um, Did a lot of her character pieces mm-hmm. I think they did a lot of choices Especially in the later books that I never made sense
0: to me hmm. But her She was but Phenomenal as a villain Like Imelda who portrayed her in the mm-hmm. film did an amazing job oh, because yeah. it was like you you would you were picturing her you're pitching umbridge as you read it and then you saw this movie and it was kind of like snape like mm-hmm. alan rickman was perfect for it totally but it was like you picture her and then you saw her and i was like you know what she's better than what i thought mm-hmm. and you're like i really want to punch this lady in the face is
1: that first movie 10 years old yet
0: <sighs> yeah i think it's that not was an like, ongoing franchise anymore I think that was 90, no, 2000? We'll look it up later. I'll look it up. Oh, you tell me. Oh, so why did you yeah, choose F. F. <S. <S.> Petun- Yeah, I
1: Because, again, like I saw her and I'm like, you know what? Aunt Petunia was this perfect mm-hmm. blend of I am so jealous that my sister got to be special and I didn't.
0: Sorcerer's Stone was 2001. So, yeah, it's almost 20 years old. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Christ. The Deathly Hallows Part Two, 2011. We can do it this year. <laughs> oh, oh, we're gonna have fun with this. So we're gonna do a Lord of the Rings
1: and a Harry Potter.
0: Oh, we're gonna the be biggest scared. casts ever. <laughs> two months of just casting these <laughs> movies. Okay, yes, I agree. I almost had um, and Petunia's down mm-hmm. because again she played that kind of bitch <laughs> yeah. So.
1: Okay, speaking of Smarmy Little Bitches, I did not like the Reverend Samuel Runt. I am e- e. I am going to assume his name is a bit of a, a play on the a play word on Runt. Words. Um played originally by Murray Melvin. I think Murray Melvin mm-hmm. did a good job playing oh, him. Oh yeah. yes Um but again, as I said, I think he was a little too a little too into Lady Lady Lyndon and a little too used
0: to his cushy lifestyle. I think that was being, more of it. Being her friend and well, being her like oh, like, you lost your son. Let's uh, let us go to the church. Yeah, let so, me be with you. Spiritually. I don't know. Maybe
1: it's just me and my and my shitty brain. But I just don't. I don't trust sketchy priests. <laughs> like in movies and stuff. Like no, I'm not going to trust a sketchy priest. They're always
0: sketchy. Well. They so always have ulterior motives. Yeah, exactly. There's I think always that's, something there, That's right? kind of the point with this is everybody that meets um, Lady Lyndon has an ulterior motive. They all want her money. Her money. Yeah. They want her power, her estate. Yeah. Like, that's all any of them want. Especially Barry. Especially Barry. Yeah, Barry's no stranger to that. Mm-hmm.
1: And the funny thing is, it's not even hers. Like, it was her husband's. Yeah. Like, she didn't come into, like, she had money as well, but, like, she didn't come into this with more money than her husband.
0: No. With the actual Lyndon. Mm-hmm. Right? So. The Charles Lyndon.
1: Charles Lyndon. Thank you. Yes.
0: But who is your Samuel Reverend Runt? So,
1: um, so I don't be know. Be careful
0: who, how I say that name.
1: I don't know who uh, listened to last week's episode, but I had to make a last-minute change. Because I had put this guy as who did I put this you, guy as that
0: was Ethan Hawke uh, yeah I changed added. it to Ethan
1: Hawke he was uh, General Pickett in the in last week's movie I picked Paul Dano I enjoyed I when I was doing this I must have not checked mm-hmm. something but I enjoyed him more I would enjoy him more playing this part mm-hmm. um, I think Paul Dano is a phenomenally talented actor but he has that kind of like greasy goody two-shoes look to his face like he's one of those people who are like oh he looks like such a nice boy I can trust him mm-hmm. but there's that side of him where he's like should I trust this nice boy who I can trust
0: <laughs> do you know who that yes. is no, um, no. Um, Paul Dano
1: you would have seen him probably more recently in Looper he was his friend but he was also in There Will Be Blood he oh, is yeah. the other he is the religious fanatic who owns the oil that uh dandy lewis steals basically he He, he's part of that i drink your milkshake speech
0: right sorry i'm gonna say i know him from *Cowboys and aliens oh yes he was in that too he played that bratty son of harrison ford yes who thought he could get away with everything because daddy was
1: the crime boss in town yeah yeah i think paul dano's fabulous um so yes paul dano
0: Called Dano. Who did you pick? I went older. I mean, probably probably wasn't great, but I went more of like the tutor being an older guy. Again, you can still play it the same way, but I went with uh, Peter
1: Serafinovich. Serafinovich?
0: Yes. Is that his name? Yeah, it is his name. Yes. I know him as the Smolier in John Wick 2.
1: He was also incredibly funny in Parks and Recreation and Spy. Jesus Christ! Was he funny in Spy? I yes. That was that was um, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. CIA
0: gets Jason Statham. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that movie had no right being as funny as it was, for because of Peter Serafinowicz, and Jason Statham. Like he was such this. Anyway, Peter Serafinowicz is one of the funniest men on the planet. Oh yeah, but, but yes. he has
0: that dry humor. Too, oh, he does. One hundred percent. But yeah, I think his look. And having him play it kind of like that, I'm I'm so high and mighty in this house. And then when he does get kicked out, right, it's immediately run to Lord Bullington and be like, we need to they, do something. They kicked me out. They kicked me out, Lord Bullington. Go, go request a duel. Uh, so, yeah.
1: This isn't the life I am accustomed to. No.
0: I don't want to go back to the church.
1: <laughs> They're going to make me do things. I can't just walk around in the garden all day with a pretty lady. <laughs> so, but yes. I, do, I loved how bored they looked all the time. It was either playing cards or walking in the garden or like like I know. It was just they had nothing to do other than I, spend I know, money. I know like life is very very different now where we have 90 million things at a time vying for our attention. Including this podcast. Find it Mm. on where podcasts are served. Uh, (laughs) Nice. Thank you. Um, But like, it just seemed so... Like, they seemed so dull, but not... I don't know. But they seemed just...
0: Even... Malaise. It was like a malaise. Like, well, this is what we're going to do today. Yeah. The birthday party where they have like the magician. Like, they Uh, they were like, oh. And then they'd be like, oh. And it's just like silence. And you're like... Okay, this is yeah. You know, it's it kind was of almost. Bored.
1: I don't know. It's almost better. Like when you see movies in this this kind of like general timeline, where of like the poor people, where they're working all day and then fighting mm-hmm. at night in the pubs, and everything's exciting, and you're like, wouldn't it be better to be a poor person <laughs> at this time?
0: Like, no. I wish people were bored. Well, let's be honest. No, it. Wouldn't. Well, it was not but... good to
1: be a human at this era yes. either.
0: So, yeah. anyway,
1: next on our list.
0: Mr. Lord Bullington himself. Lord Bullington. Lord
1: Bullington. The bratty <sighs> child with enormous lips. I, I, Did you
0: get distracted by his lips? No, I just got distracted by his I want to punch him in the face oh, look. Oh,
1: definitely a lot. A lot of I want to punch him in the face.
0: Just like, this is, again, about this movie. It's like, I almost don't know if I like this movie or don't like this movie because Lord Bullington, you kind of want to feel bad for him. But then at the same time, you don't, because you're like, he's a complete ass. Like, yes, he brings in his half-brother to literally make a display of interrupting everybody. Oh, 100%. That's what it's for. And it's like, wow, you are this petty. And yes, I guess he's he's doing it because he sees Barry's just wasting away his family's fortune. But I don't know. So, for Lord Bullingdon, I'm guessing I'm going first because I went last last time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to screw this name up. Dakra? Dakra? Dacer? Montgomery.
1: I don't know who that is.
0: Uh, he played Billy in Stranger Things, he played Jason in the Power Rangers movie. Ah. Uh. He has that face, especially if he has like the small little mustache, that you kind of want to punch because he looks like he's a whiny bitch, but, yeah, but I that, know he's not.
1: That's because he he plays the '80s
0: bully, and yes, and we, that's exactly we what... we grew up with '80s bullies. <laughs> At least I did. Yeah, but that's kind of what I wanted from this because I want this guy that feels like he's more important than he really is, mm-hmm. and then yeah, like he steps up and at the end. And it's kind of just like this really wimpy person. is yeah. Demanding satisfaction. But so I feel like yeah, I apologize for the name. Cause it's D A C R E. No,
1: no, we've, we've had this problem before. We've both casted him before. Yeah. And it's very hard to say his name. Yeah.
0: And we, sh- I probably should have looked it up in interviews, but so that's who I had.
1: Um, I picked Bill Milner. You probably won't know who he is off the top of your head. Um, I'll look, I'll show you a picture of him in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, most notably, or like I've seen him in movies like Apostle and Dunkirk and stuff like that. But most notably, he played young Eric Lencher in X-Men First Class. Okay. The scene with Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Um, I just think he has that kind of... This is going to sound really insulting to Bill Milner. It. He has that same kind of skinny, bratty look that this... that um, yes. I forgot to say his name. Leon Vitale had in this movie right Mm -hmm. he has that same kind of like weird smile and big ears and right like he has that aristocrat brat look to me yes um I would agree not to insult Bill Milner I apologize please come on the podcast (laughs) um it's gonna be an ongoing joke this whole season yeah um but yeah I think I think he would do a good job because I again everything I've seen him act in he does very well so
0: Bill Milner
1: Bill Milner
0: Alright, we're getting up there Yes So I did not know her first name was Heronia Heronia Honor Honoronia
1: honor. um, Lady so, Linden Lady Linden Played Marissa Beres Sorry Burnson Bern
0: Inson Like Bernstein Bears? No Or Bernstein Bernstein Bears? I'm from a different universe. I know. Yeah. Um, I,
1: for me, I think, I think I would add more lines in for her. But I think, I think I would only add it before she finds out Barry's cheating on her. And I think the only line after that would be the line when, to when, her son, to her son when he's she says that she's an he's an insult and i think she definitely would not be talking after her son dies
0: this is going to sound you you might hate me for saying this i'm going to hate you i would almost say give her less words she only had one line she had a couple lines <laughs> i would almost be like because that's what she is she's just there to be used by everybody and i feel like she's almost she has like no autonomy she's just mm-hmm. something that everyone kind of uses and definitely like that's almost how i'd play it is Part of that, you know, back to my whole almost silent movie style, like basically give her nothing to say, but have all that emotion in her face. Mm.
1: Again, I, I think I would give her a few more lines just because I, I mm-hmm. enjoy the actress I picked for her. But um, I want I want that anguish and pain in her face, which mm-hmm. is why I've picked this actress and why I picked the, the actor I picked for Redmond Barry. Um I want that agony, that shame, that hmm. devastation.
0: I want you want somebody that can act. Yeah. we get it? <laughs> yeah. So, who did you choose?
1: I picked uh, Marion Cotillard. Ooh. Yes, I know she's French. <laughs> <so>. That's fine. <laughs> um but I, I find her unbelievably talented. Um she was absolutely great in Inception and she is the best example of uh, Talia al Ghul that has ever been on the screen. Mm, she's the only example one. of Talia al Ghul. <laughs> she was great as Talia. Except for her death, which was hot garbage.
0: <laughs> I will admit this. I still have not seen the whole of Dark Knight Razzes. Cause... It's
1: not as bad as you think it is. Trust me. No, I know. If you've watched just... Suicide Squad, you've watched worse movies. True. Anyway, uh, I'm um, going to go back to Marion. Yes, keep going. Um, from Inception, but also as Edith Piloff. Is that her name? I believe that was her name. The The character she's played in. Anyway, she has been such a good actress over the years. I'm going to look that up because it's going to be bothering me now while you talk about yours. But, um, yeah, I she is really good with the face mm. and with the emotions in her face. Um, Maul from Inception really definitely shows that. Yes. I'm looking it up. You talk about yours.
0: I was gonna, I'm looking at mine. Okay. Um, I went a little different because I went younger, because I thought I would go somebody that. Oh yeah. Is, sorry young, but you can age them up, right? Because mm-hmm. they kind of started off with her being young and.
1: Yeah, well, they started that with with Ryan
0: O'Neal as well. Yeah, so I went with <laughs> Imogen Poots. Okay. She has that face to her that I feel like she is a little on the young side, though. She's young, young. We'll age her up. It's fine we got the technology. She was born in 89. She's two years younger than me. So I was right. It was
1: Edith Piaf, the singer, for, in the movie L'Avion Rose.
0: Okay. But I went for her face. She has a very distinct face. Her facial features. Mm-hmm. And like I said. She's, she's talented. I... She's, yes, very talented. The Green Room. Seen her in two or three things. Yeah, she's quite good. As well as she played Ashley in Popstar. That was one of the movies I've seen her in. <laughs> Which
1: had no right being as funny as it was.
0: It was hilarious, but it, it yeah, it really did not deserve to be that hilarious. But it, it's, I love Andy Samberg, so. But yeah, like, again, she's, for me, something that's, it sounds terrible, especially in this time of age, but, like, she's something that's just a visual mm-hmm. piece of this film. Like, she's not.
1: I've almost chosen Imogen for think, quite a few things, so. Yeah. Oh, for a while Like, she always comes up When I want to pick a person of that Mm -hmm. Like, late Like, early 30s age range Because she is a talented
0: actress Well, that's uh, Because I went for that beginning Like, she would probably be around her 30s When she met Charles Mm. Or no, she'd probably be a little She'd probably be in her mid-20s Mid-20s but Don't
1: forget, like, this was
0: Her son was, like, 4 or 5 when Barry was there? Yeah, about that so, yeah, she Maybe six or been... seven at the most. Yeah. So, so, I felt like she was at a good age for that initial meeting with Barry. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, through the magic of special effects, we'll age her up.
1: See, I kind of went the opposite way. I went for the Aged most natural down. special effects. We may age them down.
0: Yeah, that so so, works, too.
1: But not, like, actually age them down. Like, you could... I'm not talking Disney here. But, like, you could make up these people down to look 20 years younger. Yeah.
0: Right? So, of course. So, Imogen Poots.
1: And it's fun to say your last name. It is boots. Boots.
0: <laughs> okay. Ah.
1: Last but not least, uh, yeah, I did. Last but not least, Redmond Barry Lyndon, played by Ryan O'Neill. Just. I didn't. think I think I've said enough about his acting in this. Um, do you have any touchstone to Ryan O'Neill? No. I have one.
0: What's your touchstone?
1: My touchstone to Ryan O'Neal was he was Temperance Brennan's father,
0: Max oh. Keenan in Bones. In Bones. I Um, do not remember that.
1: I liked him in that. I thought he was a good character in that. Yeah. But yeah, he is not good in this. I think the Irish accent is the thing that fails
0: him the most. I think that, but it's also just... It's going to sound weird. Up until the final duel, it's just like his deadpan face. Mm -hmm. Like that final duel where he's with Lord Bullingdon, he actually shows emotion and like... Looking at his facial features, I guess there's that consideration of yeah, maybe I should shoot this kid, and just do whatever, or maybe I would just be the bigger man now.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I think Anyways. that, and I think I think you're right, but I think that also attributes to back to what we were saying at the very beginning of the podcast um, to how good Kubrick is because I don't think he put as much emotion into his face as the camera and the lighting did. True. And how they shot the scenes. Like, I don't think, like when Lord Bullington comes and challenges him to the duel, confronts him in Mm -hmm. that whatever gambler's hall and he's just sitting there slumped on a chair and that is such a painting of a shot. Um, I think the way they set it up, the way they, well how they dressed him the way his hair is kind of disheveled mm. i think all that conveys the grief mm-hmm. and drunkenness that he is feeling where the face lacks yeah right so i
0: guess i'm up first you are up first uh, okay uh, again i don't know how you'll you'll feel about my main actor did you go young or old uh young okay but again I want somebody probably a little more in the mid-range. I want Kit Harington. It's not bad. Because he, I mean, Jon Snow, he kind of played that role in a way. A little bit. A little bit. You know, the very different, I guess. But Kit Harington could totally play off this role of, I'm going to go out and seek glory, and glory, I go to war. It's shitty. I don't want to be this.
1: I'm going to have sex with my aunt. No, sex.
0: What? Oh, sorry. The name Game of Thrones. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> I was like, no, he was trying to get out with well, his Barry, cousin. Barry but... wanted with his cousin. Yeah. yeah don't wants it with his aunt. You know. He did get with his aunt. Quite a few times. Yeah. Well, was... well, the dragons watched. Yeah. That was weird. <laughs> but, I mean, he hasn't been... The thing is, he hasn't been in a lot since then. All, I think he has. Those... I just don't think you've
1: seen stuff that yeah. he's been in. So.
0: So... I think right director, kind of like Amelia Clark we talked about, where she just can't hold a movie as the leading lady. No, it's unfortunate
1: because uh, she was so good as Denise Terry, and I almost Denise. put her as Denise. Yeah, Denise, Denise
0: Tigheer. <laughs> Denise.
1: Hey, it's Denise. <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> <laughs> here look at my dragons.
0: D- <laughs> That's
1: Frank, <laughs> Bill,
0: and Hubert. <laughs> what <laughs> we call him Hubert? <laughs> I almost put her as uh, Lady Lyndon, mm-hmm. but. No, I want Kit Kit Harrington instead. I think and yeah, his look of he can kinda play the soldier guy and the younger yep. younger version and then play the older version mm. really well too. So And I haven't casted him since uh Highlander. Geez, so episode one? Episode two. Beetlejuice. Oh that's right, yeah. Beetlejuice. 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 No. Uh, <laughs> ah, Michael Keaton. This is amazing. Why are you so old? Come on the podcast. <laughs> Especially
1: if you're going to play Batman again, then we definitely want you on the podcast.
0: You should pl- totally play Thomas Wayne. Like that Batman. We've got Flashpoint Paradox. And but he- yeah,
1: but if we're going to do that, let's get Jeffrey D. Morgan.
0: Okay, yeah. No, like, I, I give you that. Like, come
1: on. I'd rather see him be the badass killing Batman than, than Keaton. Keaton. But the, the the rumor out there now is because apparently they've gotten Keaton in for the Flash movie to play Batman. Um, old Batman. Well, because he's the Flash movie is apparently going to do with different oh. universes. Yeah. Um, apparently the 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 new theory is that he's going to replace Ben Affleck as old Batman, mm. which I think is kind of dumb, but
0: whatever. I'd rather just see him as the Vulture. He's great as the Vulture. He was great. He's great as Birdman. Yep. <laughs> he's played a lot of uh, <laughs> aviation <laughs>
1: themed. Comic things.
0: Anyway, right. who's your Redmond Barry Lyndon?
1: So I picked older because I want to um, aim to make up younger. Yep. Um, and again, I went for people who are just so amazing in the emotions and stuff that that they can portray through their face. Um, but it also goes with the fact that I needed someone who can be convincing doing the languages I want. Because I want it to be an Irish Irish English accent with a French and then speaking French at times and then speaking German, Germany, Germany,
0: Germanic, (sighs) German
1: German. (laughs) at times. So I went with the only actor who I know can do all of that. And I'm with Michael Fassbender. Cause he can, he can, like he has all that talent. He's an Irishman who speaks German, who speaks French. Like he, and he can, the moment I started this movie, the moment i he was like jumping between countries i'm like shit this is fastbender like yeah. it would have been better if this was made 10 years ago and he would be younger fastbender a younger fastbender but like he doesn't have a lot of wrinkles on his face he's no mm-hmm. you know sam Elliott. <laughs> throwback to last week yeah um but i just think he has that like even just look at him and look at him in the scene in first class when he's moving the satellite. Yes. And he has got so much pain and anger on his face, and he is crying. Like, That's what I want from this character. I want
0: a they heartbreak. He had such potential. Yeah. X Men just. I really hope Marvel. Hey. Just brings him in.
1: We'll shit on the X Men movies all we want, but Magneto and
0: Xavier were awesome. I would not. No, I don't. I. James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender were great. They were fantastic, almost as good as uh, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. Mm-hmm. But I just don't like the way they wrote them.
1: No, I think my think my and I don't favorite, like the
0: discontinue. My, yeah.
1: yeah, that you've definitely talked about that before. Where it's just the same story for Magneto every movie. Yeah, I'm a bad guy. I'm a good guy. I'm a bad guy. I'm a my good bad, guy. Am I bad? Am I good? Maybe I'll help yeah. them, but maybe I'll help myself. Yeah. But for me, the scene that really, really sells his acting for Magneto was the plane in Days of Future Past when he is yelling at pa- at Patrick Stewart, and he's yelling at uh, Xavier about the losses that he has suffered, hmm. right? And the plane is crushing, and like I think it's so well done. Hmm. But it's also the only time in the movie where he lets his Irish accent slip. Hmm. But anyway, Michael Fassbender. Hmm? As Redmond Barry, <laughs> so that's Chevalier. Barry Lyndon. Chevalier, Chevalier, It does sound like a cognac. Uh, yeah, I. I hey, I, hey, bartender, I'd like a glass the of the Chevalier.
0: I feel like it is something. <laughs> yeah, Curvassier is. Ah, uh, that's maybe what I'm getting <laughs> confused with.
1: Anyway, yes, that was Bear, that was
0: Mister. That was just Barry Lyndon. That was Barry Lyndon. Uh, a Kubrick. movie that was. Three
1: hours. And... Really goodly bad, and I don't know how to think about this movie. When we do a ranking
0: next year of this, this uh, it's film, gonna it's going to be stuck in the be, middle.
1: It'll be very middle, but it'll be very hard to talk about.
0: Again, yeah. It's, it's not often you get a movie where you're like... Because I remember, I you know, it's three hours. I watched it in one sitting, and I didn't... It took me a week and a half to watch this movie. I didn't really invest a lot into it, so I was kind of doing other things while watching it and listening to it. But... It's one of those movies where I'm like, did I like this movie? Like, it wasn't. It didn't feel like I wasted my time watching it. Whereas Gettysburg almost felt like I wasted some of my time watching it. I'll give you that. Whereas it's beautifully constructed, but yeah, then there are just parts of it that I'm like, this is going on way too long. What is happening? Mm -hmm. Okay, let's let's wrap this sucker up. All right. Where can they find us?
1: You can find us on any and every, hopefully, major podcast network. Uh, we are hopefully there. Uh, we are also on Facebook at Recasted Podcasts. We are on Twitter at Recasted Pod. Please do come talk to us. Uh, I know there's only a few of you out there who listen constantly, but it'd be nice to hear from you. Um, it's the start of our third year doing this. Uh, we season. really, we really do enjoy doing this. Um, it'd be nice to hear from the people who actually listen. So, Chris, where can they find you?
0: You can find me on the Comic Guy store on Etsy. Mm-hmm. Make a lot of comic book stuff. Related boxes and tables and artworks and all those fun things. Mm-hmm. So come check us out.
1: And if you want to check out uh, Danielle,
0: she's not on the episode, but uh, she
1: is on Instagram at Fiona Veer. She posts pictures of our child, uh, Freya, uh, as well as our cats, stuff she bakes i think she posted the picture of us on new year's
0: eve probably uh um, we were social distancing
1: no we weren't we're in the same bubble yeah you don't hang out with anybody else but us no
0: we <laughs> were <laughs> pretty drunk check out the uh, drunk the, review of wonder, of wonder, wonder woman. woman
1: yes um we should do that again at we, some point we were we were nicer than some other people i've heard <laughs> review that movie <laughs> anyway what
0: are we doing next week do you want me to yes, finish and, this and off? end Okay. Well, from all of us here at Recasted. Go and watch Gone
1: with the Wind.
0: Ugh.